what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Some folks just ain't going to get saved unless something major bad happens in their life. And sometimes we have to pray for God to allow bad things to happen to people to get their attention. And believe me, friend, God knows what area of your life to touch to get your attention. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 6. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 6. We're going to pick it up in verse 20 today. 2 Kings, chapter 6, and verse 20. And it came to pass... When they were coming to Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. And the king of Israel said unto Elisha, when he saw them, My father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? And he answered, Thou shalt not smite them. Wouldest thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and with thy bow? Set bread and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Lord, open their eyes that they might see. Open their eyes that they might see. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to stand before the people and to minister your word. I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice today. Lord, uh, I thank you for the platform you have given. And Lord, today I realize on the other side of this microphone there are many needs. And Lord, I ask today that as we attempt to try to minister your word, Lord, that the needs of the people might be met. Anoint me today to rightly divide the word of truth, to give to these people that which I believe you've given unto me. And Lord, anoint the people to hear and receive of your word that we all might be drawn a little closer to you. And we'll ask it all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Hundreds, maybe even a thousand soldiers have surrounded the city of Dothan to take out the prophet Elisha. The king of Syria, who worshipped demon spirits and no doubt was influenced by demon spirits and Satan, he made plans to ambush the king of Israel, but every time he made those plans, the Lord would reveal to Elisha those plans. 
And Elisha would then go and tell the king of Israel what those plans were. And so the king sent all of these soldiers on chariots and horses to take him out. The Bible says, if you look there in verse 11, 2 Kings 6 and verse 11, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. If you're a child of God today, you're a threat to Satan. Let me say that again. If you're a child of God, you're a threat to Satan. Don't be scared of the devil. The devil is scared of you. He's scared of you. He's scared spitless of you. He's afraid that you're going to get in the Word of God, that you're going to find out just how serious sin is. He's scared that you're going to find out how serious it is. Then he's, he's afraid that you're going to find out what Jesus did at Calvary to solve the sin issue. Then he's afraid that you're going to get full of the Holy Ghost. And you're going to get on fire for God. And then he's afraid that you're going to go out here and open your mouth and start telling others about what he's got planned for the world out here. Which is eternal damnation in a place called hell. The devil's got plans for you. Oh, but God's plans for you is greater. He said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. That's God's plans for you, but Satan's got a plan for you too. He wants to put you in hell that you can burn there forever and forever. But Jesus Christ came to save you from that place. And this is the message that troubles Satan more than anything else. We're going to have a yard sale here in a few weeks. But the devil ain't worried about that. He's not troubled one bit. He don't care if we sell a pair of pants for 50 cents or $5. He, he could care less about that. He could care less about movie night coming up here in a week or two. Oh, but one thing that troubles him more than anything else, he's afraid that this preacher right here is going to get on another radio station preaching the truth. He's afraid that you're going to put a little more money in the offering plate to pay for that. Oh, is anybody listening to me today? He's afraid of you. He's scared spitless of you that you're going to get on fire for God and start telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ. He's scared of you. That's what Elisha did. The Lord gave him a word of knowledge. And he went and warned the king about those plans. You and I as children of God, we're supposed to warn the sinners out here. We're supposed to warn the world out here about that eternal place called hell. And we're supposed to tell them what Jesus did at Calvary to save us from that horrible place. And like I said, this right here troubles him more than anything else. And he's got millions of demon spirits and fallen angels doing all that they can to stop us. They had surrounded the city of Tothan to try to stop Elisha. And my friend, Satan's got his demons and fallen angels doing all that they can to try to stop you, to try to stop me 
from preaching the truth and telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, but God, open our eyes that we may see that there's more that be with us than be with them. Glory to God. I said there's more that be with us than be with them. When you share the gospel with others, it makes the devil mad. The king of Syria was angry. In verse 11, he called all of the servants and said, Which of you is for the king of Israel? Somebody keeps going and telling the king what my plans are. And one of the servants said, There ain't, there ain't none of us going telling the king anything. It's the God of Israel. That's revealing these things to Elisha the prophet. And he's the one that's telling the king what you speak in your bedchamber. The king of Syria. We're going to put a stop to this. And he sent horses and chariots and a great host. They came by night and compassed the city about. Elisha's servant rose up the next morning and he saw all those thousands of soldiers surrounding the city. He went back in and told Elisha and said, Look, all these soldiers have gathered out there. What in the world are we going to do? Elisha looked out the door. He just smiled. He said, There's more that be with us than be with them. Lord, open the eyes of my servant that he might see. And the Bible said in verse 17 of Second Kings chapter 6, the Lord opened his eyes and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. God's answer to the king of Syria's horses and chariots and soldiers, God's answer to that was, was horses and chariots driven by angels of his own. And there's more that be with us than be with them. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, that God would open up our eyes that we could see this army of angels protecting us today. Glory to God. If we could just catch a vision of that, there'd be nothing to worry about. If the church would have caught a vision of this back a few years ago when the whole COVID thing was going on, a lot of the churches wouldn't be closed today. But they couldn't catch the vision of God's protection. They placed their faith in what Satan was going to do instead of what God could do. And today their doors are shut. Oh, that God would open our eyes that we could see his protection today. If America had had this vision when the whole COVID thing was going on, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in today. But we placed our faith in what the devil could do instead of putting our faith in what God could do. And now our country's in a mess. And only God can get us out of it. We've got an election coming up next year. And everybody's wanting to vote this one in, vote that one in. And, do, and yeah, you need to go to the polls and vote. And you need to vote right. But you need to go to the altar and pray through for our country. And pray that God will move and work and put the right people in office to save this country from hell. God help us today. That army had surrounded the city. They made their way down there to Elisha. Now, Elisha's about to show this great army something. 
but before he can show it to them, before they can see it, they have to be blind. Let's look at it in verse 18. Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite these people with blindness. And the Lord smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Strange. But sometimes situations require extreme measures. Did you hear that? Sometimes extreme situations require extreme measures. Some folks just ain't going to get saved unless something major bad happens in their life. Now, did you hear me? Sometimes folks just ain't going to get saved unless something bad happens. And sometimes we have to pray for God to allow bad things to happen to people to get their attention. And believe me, friend, God knows what area of your life to touch to get your attention. It was said this past Wednesday night when bad things start happening, don't ask, why me, Lord, but ask, what, Lord? What, Lord? What is it that you're trying to show me? What is it you're trying to teach me? Why me, Lord? Why not you? Why not you? What makes you special than anybody else? Nothing. Not in everything. Never one of us in this place, none of you listening by radio, none of us are exempt from the, 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 the tragedies and, and the problems in this life. If anything, when you become a child of God, you got a target on your back and Satan is fighting you and trying all that he can to stop you. But again, there's more that be with us than be with them. And God allows things to happen to get our attention, to get us where we need to be. Turn with me, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, there was a man in the church who was committing fornication with his father's wife. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 2, the Apostle Paul said, Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 2, He that has done this deed should be taken away from among you. Let me interpret that for you. You kick them out. You kick them out of the church. Well, Brother James, if we kick them out of the church, then we can't preach to them, we can't witness to them, we can't testify to them. I got news for you. If they've not been affected by the church, however long they've been in there, if they've not been affected by it, and they go out here and do something stupid, your little testimony ain't going to make a hill of beans difference. They're not going to be affected by it. Paul said, kick them out. If they ain't walking right, if they ain't doing right... You kick them out. Now, why did he say that? And I know this ain't going over too well with some of you listening by radio. You're going to, you're upset with me now. 
299-4234. I'm just telling you what the book says. Because this right here is something that ain't preached in the church that much anymore. We just want everybody to come to church today. We don't care what they do. Just come as you are. Flip-flops and t-shirts and bikinis and all. Just come as you are. God help us today. We, yeah, come on in as you are, but you won't leave as you came in Jesus' name. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ changes people. Kick him out. Verse 6 says, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. If you let people in the church just keep doing little things and and you and it's in its sin after a while other people in the church are going to start doing it and you and you got you got a mess you got a mess you go to the person you look this is not right according to the word of god this right here needs to stop we'll pray with you we'll we'll point you to the cross we'll we'll do all that we can to help you but if they intentionally keep on disrupting church and causing problems my friend you're going to have to kick them out because there's some people that just want to come in and stir up a lot of trouble in the church and cause problems. Kick them out. Ephesians 5, verse 11. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. These churches that are letting gays and lesbians come in behind the pulpit and give their testimony, so to speak, have no fellowship with the unfruitful, unfruitful. Get that, unfruitful. A woman and a woman can't have a child. A man and a man can't have a child. They are unfruitful. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Oh, but, oh, it's fine. Let them come in and sit in the congregation. They need to hear the gospel. But when you open up your pulpit and let them get behind the pulpit and start preaching, my friend, we got a problem. We got a serious problem in the church today by allowing such to take place. Reprove them, rebuke them for such wickedness. It's the problem today. The church has become a dangerous place because we ain't got preachers in the church today with a backbone to stand up to say anything. Look at verse 5, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 5. He said, Deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. This church did exactly as Paul asked them to do. They kicked him out of the church. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 7, we find out that it worked. Oh, my friend, you might not like what I got to say today, but what I'm telling you is according to the Word of God. And let me tell you today what God's wrote in this book. It works. 
I said, it works. If you do it by the book, it works. You might not like the way I do things, but you're going to like the way it turns out. Because I do it by the book. And if you do it by the book, it'll turn out right. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 7. This man repented. He's got his life straightened out now. Why? Because they kicked him out of the church and prayed for Satan to have his way with him. And he's come back now. And Paul said in verse 7, 2 Corinthians 2, verse 7, Forgive him. Comfort him. Lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. I don't know what happened to the man. But God used the devil to evermore beat his hide. And that's what some of you need. And he said, verse 8, confirm your love toward him. Love him. Forgive them. Love them. If they've gone astray and they come back, you forgive them and you love them. You help them. You don't shun them, but you love them. And I'm, I'm going to go a step further. If you don't do it, if you don't forgive, guess what? God said he won't go and forgive you. See, because nothing hurts the church more than when a member in good standing, they go out here and do something stupid, and, and it just hurts the overall look of the church. And especially when it comes to preachers, they go out here and they do something stupid, and they get caught with this, that, whatever. They got. It, the, the shame and reproach that it brings upon the church. And it hurts. Churches split. People up and leave, it hurts the church. And there's a lot of pain and suffering, and then the person comes back. Lord, I was wrong. Please forgive me. You're supposed to forgive that person, and you're supposed to love them. I'm just telling you what the book said. That's not my theory. That's not my plan. That's not, that's not something I've just conjured up to try to tell you that'll be nice to do. I'm telling you what the book says. That's what God said. If you got a problem, take it up with my boss. Amen. Love them. I know this sounds strange, and it can be hard to do. My God, it can be hard to do. Especially when it's your own family that you have to break fellowship with. Because of their unfruitful works of darkness. And decisions that they have made. And you have to break that fellowship. You have to kick them out. And you have to turn them over to Satan. God, do whatever you have to do to get their attention to save their soul. And it hurts when you see that person going through hell. And there's nothing you can do about it. But you know that this has to be to get their attention. It's the hardest thing in the world to do. But if you don't do it, they'll be lost forever. It worked.
my friend, this book works. And if we'll do it God's way, you might see that person go through hell, but He knows what area of their life to touch to bring them back in. Don't give up on that loved one. Don't give up on that wayward church member. Keep praying for them. Turn them over to Satan. God, do whatever you have to do. You don't do it in hate. You don't do it, I want something bad to happen to them because they whatever to me. You do it out of love for the person that their soul might be saved. Lord, strike these men with blindness. Elisha said to him, 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 19. Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I'll bring you to the man whom you seek. Now some have accused Elisha here of lying, but he wasn't. Well, now, won't they there for Elisha? Yeah. Well, didn't he tell them that I ain't the one? I'll take you to, ain't he lying? Nope, he's not lying. Well, what is he doing, Brother James? Come on back next week and I'll tell you. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.